You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. In this podcast, we're going to hear a Sunday morning message. Since a little heaviness in the room today, and it's probably because I'm one that carried it in here, uh, if you've not uh, been uh, told that uh, Clarice Schaefer went to be with the Lord Friday evening. Uh, we've called her Clarice, all of us, but her name actually is Clarice. And she uh, had a battle with COVID. Uh, she had just moved in her new home here in our senior development within the last probably six weeks or so. Uh, you may not know exactly uh, who I'm speaking about, but if you've been here very long, you've ate her bread. And most people, I, uh, I try to identify her as the bread lady. And they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah. And she's made thousands of loaves of bread here and uh, thousands upon thousands of pepperoni rolls. She's one of the reasons my doctor told me this week to lose 10 or 15 pounds. And uh, it's, it's kind of rattled me a little bit. I know all the answers. Uh, I know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I know that. I know there's no more pain and no more sorrow. But as her pastor, uh, it has left a hole in my heart this morning. Um, I really didn't even want to get up here this morning, just to be honest, if I can just be real. Uh, good friends of mine, it's been friends since we were in high school. I don't know if they're here this morning. They're normally here on Sunday mornings. Their son, uh, the son of Brian and Becky Minor, and Brian's known as Buckwheat. Uh, Friday evening, my phone rang at 10 after 11. I knew it wasn't good. And their son, Brandon, went to be with the Lord at age, I believe, 43. Uh, brain cancer, fighting a battle. And he won because he knew the Lord Jesus. But uh, it affects you. It affects you. Rosie and Danny Kane normally sitting right there. Rosie and Danny's in Ruby Memorial. Danny is. And they're watching by live stream this morning. They live right here in Mosby Cove. And uh, Danny was having some struggles on Monday. And uh, they took him and he ended up there in Ruby. And he, uh, there was a tumor on his brain the size of a cue ball or an eight ball. They did surgery, I believe, on Wednesday. Uh, he called me Tuesday night about 9.30 in the evening. Calm as he could be. He said, Pastor, I don't fear dying at all. And he said, I want you to know the best thing that ever happened to me and my family is when we moved to Mosby Cove. And, uh, you know, when they moved uh, here, uh, I was at their home yesterday morning with Rosie, and she said, Pastor, one of the best things that you did for us, you didn't push Jesus on us. Said, for two years, you just loved us as your neighbor. And... Uh, then one day I was up here, and Danny was walking out there, and I invited them to church, and man, they just got connected. And Danny, we love you, and you are going to be all right. Let's all just reach our hand toward Morgantown. Can you stand with me? Stand with me. Let's just reach our hand toward Morgantown. Father, we humbly, God, come before you, Lord. God, you're right here with us, but God, you're right there in Ruby. Lord, you're, you're everywhere. 
God, we just lift up our friend, our brother. God, I, I just lift him up before you and Rosie. And Lord Jesus, we acknowledge God that you're almighty and God that you are our creator. God, you are our sustainer, but God, you are our healer. And Lord Jesus, your back was laid open. The blood dripped from your back and by your stripes, he is healed. We plead your blood, Jesus, all over Danny. God, that you touch him. God, that you would heal him completely, that you would restore him. God, I pray for Clarissa's family. I pray for the Minor family. God, I pray for the Michelle family. God, I ask you to touch all these that are going through difficult times. God, we give you honor. We give you glory. No matter what's going on, we are still able to praise you, God, for you are worthy of our praise. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. Just remain standing with me this morning as I read the Word of God, and I'm snotting all over the place, but I've snotted before. I want to speak a little bit, and, and I think because of the things that have taken place in the last 48 hours or so, uh, maybe it's not going to be as energetic, and uh, there'll be a little bit of, of twist to it maybe, but I want to talk about the greatest jailbreak story of all time. I want to read to you this morning out of Acts chapter 16, verse 25. I, know, I still don't get used to that when you holler fire. I love it, but it scares me. I'm thinking, we got a fire. <laughs> and Mike, give me a little monitor, would you please? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Maybe you're here today and you're in your midnight hour. And they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation, and, and, and this morning, just this morning, looking over this, that word foundation grabbed a hold of me, and, and I'll try with the help of the Spirit to touch on that a little bit, so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands, everyone's chains were loose. Could you imagine everybody's chain being loosed here this morning at the same time? What a great day that would be. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. And the keeper, and seeing the prisoner, excuse me, and the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And then he called for a light, sprang in, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas. Amen. You may be seated. Here we see a beautiful illustration of how you and I, how we too can be free at last from the chains that Satan uses to bind us to sin and to death. The Bible said in Romans 3 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is no other way to have eternal life in heaven with God unless you be loosed from the chains of sin and you humble yourself and acknowledge that God is all 
Almighty and you repent of your sins and ask Christ into your life. If you have done that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. God can take the worst. I say God can take the worst prison experience of your life and turn it into a prison of praise and hope. Verse 25 said, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. How many know the song, It Is Well? The old hymn, Pastor Kerry's gonna sing it for us shortly. And you may not know the story behind that, but in 1873, there was a death that took place. In 1873, having lost in a fire virtually everything uh, that they owned, the Spafford family made plans to travel from Chicago to France by ship, and something kept the father back, his plans, and he was going to join them later. While his wife and four daughters, ages 12, 7, 4, and 18 months of age, got on that ship and was on their way to France and was struck by another vessel, and that ship sank, and all four daughters drowned with the mother and the wife of Mr. Spafford surviving. When she got to France, she sent a telegram to her husband, alone I survived. He got on a ship and went to France to bring his distraught wife back to America. While on the ship, the captain of the ship pointed out to him the exact spot where his four daughters drowned. And at that very moment in the prison of his pain and in the prison of his fear and in the prison of his doubt, he penned this song that you will hear later, It Is Well. And here is a few of the words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Whatever your lot, Pastor Carrie knew that my heart was hurting. She sent me a song early this morning that we still are able to praise God. Every one of us have been hurt. Every one of us have been beaten and abused by life. But I can stand this morning and say, even though there is a hole in my heart today, it is well with my soul. Is there anybody else in God's house? You've experienced some pain. You've experienced some hurt. But you can stand this morning and say, it is well with my soul. Why? Because God Almighty is living within our soul. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. He is worthy of our praise. Somebody bless the Lord. The Bible says that Paul and Silas had been beaten, had been falsely accused, had been stripped and put into chains, 
thrown into a prison. What a story, but that's, the no, that's not the most important part of the story. Here's the most important part of the story. It's how they reacted to what was happening to them. Do you hear me? I ask you this morning, maybe you're locked up in a prison today for whatever in your life, but how are you responding? There is choices that we have to make. They were falsely accused. Has anyone ever been falsely accused here at Jewel City this morning? Raise your hand. Have you ever been falsely accused more than once? Raise both hands. Have you ever been falsely accused more than twice? Raise both hands and both feet. Come on now. You see this trap right here, throw a commercial in. Something we all have in common is offense. We've all been offended. And tonight I started a Bible teaching on the bait of Satan. That's his bait, is offense. Don't take the bait. Come out tonight, learn something that will help you to change your life. They were falsely accused, they chose to hold on to their faith. They chose to hold on to their hope. They chose to hold on to their faith. And this thought came to my mind, you can't hold on to something that you don't already have. Do you hear me? You hear this morning means most of you have some faith. When the devil shows up and goes to beat you, hold on to what you have. Don't let it go. Someone say amen. amen. They chose to hold on. Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. They knew one thing. They knew who saved them. They know they had a relationship. You know in the midst of your prison hour, in your midnight hour, you know who you belong to. Hold on to that unchanging hand, the hand of God that doesn't change when you're on the mountain or when you're in the valley. He's the same God, do you hear me? Don't hold on, don't give up, but hold on. So listen to me, this is a lesson from this story. Life will falsely accuse you. Life will beat you up. Has anyone ever been beat up? I mean, just you just feel like the devil showed up and camped out on your front porch and you just couldn't get him to leave. We've all been there. We've all been put in chains of, of different sins in our lives that try to leave us for dead. But it's a choice. How will I respond? How will I react? But like Paul and Silas, we can choose to praise the Lord in our midnight hour. I said earlier, I didn't feel like coming out here. Honestly, I just didn't feel like it today. But I'm glad. See, you got to make a choice when you don't feel like getting up and going to church because the devil's camped out at your house. You got to make a choice to get up. You got to make a choice when they lay you off and you go home and you're depressed. You got to make a choice to go beat the bush and find another job. You got to make a choice when things are going wrong in your marriage that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You've got, we make choices every single day. And the greatest choice I ever made is when the Holy Spirit was drawing me and I surrendered and humbled myself and repented of my sin. It was the greatest choice that I ever made. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. None of us want a, none of us want a money. We just want a testimony. You can't have a testimony without a money. You can't have a victory without a battle. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
Then we can have a testimony like the psalmist. Listen to David in Psalms 40 and 2. He said, he brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my goings, and he has put a new song in my heart, even praise unto our God. And then he said, many, many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. I don't know about you, but David wrote this, but he brought me up. I say he brought me up 38 years ago out of the miry clay. He put my feet upon a rock and he gave me a new song. Do you hear what I'm saying? He changed my life. Has, has he brought anybody up out of the miry clay at Jewel City? Did he put anybody's feet out of the sloppy the miry clay and put them on a rock and he put a new song? You don't sing woe is me anymore. You sing God is good. God is great. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise here in the house of God. And back to verse 25 and Paul and Silas praying and singing. And what? The prisoners heard them. David said, many shall see it. Paul and Silas singing said, many heard them. Our chains are real in our life, but so is God. So is God. When you're going through it, sing unto the Lord. Pray and many will see it. It will change other people's lives. Well, where's pastor at this morning? He's depressed. He's down. He's in the office. It's been a rough week. No, 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 no. I'm going to come out and lift up God Almighty because he's worthy in the good times and in the bad times and other people will see it. Danny Kane in the hospital. Other people will see his praise. And it will set off a chain reaction. Somebody say amen. amen. Our chains are real, but God is real. Chained. A chain can be an addiction. My, my, an addiction to drugs, an addiction to alcohol, low self-esteem. You can have low self-esteem. You can be chained up in fear, chained up in depression, chained up in an eating disorder, chained up in pornography addiction, chained up in shame, chained up in failure. The chain, the chain is meant to keep you bound. The chain is meant to bind you. I was thinking how the chain is meant to keep you from going any distance. It's to control you. The devil knows that if he lets you go, the devil knows if you break that chain, that your destiny will be incredible. We got one life to live, one. Don't wait to the end of the journey to break the chain. You can be saved, Vern, but still be chained. A lot of church folk chain. I got one life to live and I don't need no chain to hold me back. I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. I'm a dreamer. The devil liked to chain me to keep me from having vision and dreaming. A lot of you are chained by some of the objects that I mentioned this morning and you'll never reach your potential as long as you're chained. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to your heart today and touch you and make you realize you got to get that chain broke. Do you hear me? Somebody give God a great hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's good news 
Look at your other neighbor, the one that's half asleep right now. Say, neighbor, there's good news. The good news is you don't have to stay bound. You don't have to stay bound. It's your choice. It's your choice. Don't blame somebody else that you wasn't. I started to say you blame somebody because you wasn't breastfed. <laughs> there it is, all right? Maybe it's time you get the boob out of your mouth. And quit acting like a baby. Quit blaming everybody else. Everybody wants to be a victim in 2021 in America. You're only a victim if you want to be victimized. But you can be more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ and let the chains be broken. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. <laughs> no, I ain't going to say it, all right? I ain't going to say it. So why don't we, instead of being chained, why don't we start a chain reaction by refusing to give in to the addiction that has a hold on your life? Not only does it have a hold on your life, it's got a hold on your family's life. Well, I'm not bothering nobody, it's just me. And that's a lie from the devil because it affects everybody in your house. Do you hear what I'm saying? So why don't we just refuse and decide today? Somebody say today. today. That was pathetic. Somebody say today. today. That you are going to respond and that the Holy Spirit is going to walk up and down the aisles and chains are going to be broken at Jewel City Church, 511 Jewel City Boulevard, Meadowbrook, West Virginia, 26404. Today could be your day that a chain reaction takes place. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. <laughs> Satan wants you to think that you have no option what he wants you to think. John 8 and 44, for ye are of the father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, when he speaketh, he speaketh a lie and speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. I'm here to tell you under the anointing of God, you do have another option and that option is Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Quit living listening to the devil, the enemy, get your house in order, get your life back on track, get the chains broken in your life and in your family and give God the glory. Someone give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. When we choose Jesus, our chains begin to fall off. I wish that I could say the night that I got saved that I stood up and I had no chains in my life. I wish I could say that, but it's been a process. When we choose Jesus, they begin to draw. Paul and Silas were chained up, beaten up, messed up, and treated unfairly. But, somebody say but. At midnight, in the inner cells of the prison, where the raw sewage, they didn't have, like our prisons today, TVs on the wall. And I'm not making light of prisons today. But at midnight in this terrible, terrible situation, they've been beaten, abused, falsely accused. They made a choice. They made a choice, Robbie, Terry. Your mom and dad been through some tough times. 
See, I don't think Clarice passed completely away Friday night. I believe that she started to die when Bob died a couple years back. She'd never been the same. But when I thought about them, how they made choices, when they came and gave their life to Christ, they made a commitment. Several years ago, man, they made a commitment. A commitment. Choices. I don't know. I'm just, some, some things just touched me different. This morning, two little girls, Allison and Ryan's daughters, boom and boom. And they come running over to me and the oldest, boom. She said, little boom, because I can't remember her name, Violet. She said, looked at me and said, let's go hug pastor. They had no idea that I needed that hug. And they come running over and they both hugged me. And I thought to myself, I've been their mom's pastor since she was boom. <laughs> and her name's Allison. <laughs> There's too many booms around here for me to remember everybody's name. Allison made a choice. A choice to live a godly life in front of boom and boom. What's your choices? Pastor, don't see the chain in your home, in your life, which your kids do. Pastor Kerry, come. The Bible speaks about generational blessings. I'm here today because of a mom and dad and grandparents before them that passed me down generational blessings. What chain is in your life that is not going to allow that generational blessing to pass on to your children? Stand with me, church. Paul and Silas made a choice to praise him. And it set off a chain reaction. Hear me. It set off a chain reaction. Do you realize that sometimes on a Sunday morning, when you're standing with your hands, and, 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 and some people don't understand that, but the Bible instructs us to lift up our hands and to praise and to bless the Lord. But sometimes when you're worshiping God, it's, it's not even for you. And you don't even know it. Sometimes it's for somebody on your pew that's chained up. And it will set off a chain reaction. So sometimes it's not just about you. They need you to set an example Paul and Silas set the example and it set off a chain reaction and everybody was loosed. I'd like to see everybody loosed. I'm telling you, I'd like to see everybody loose. What's the Bible say when the power and the presence of God hit that jailhouse? In verse 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundation, remember I said it earlier? And that came to my mind and I jotted down a name, Jordan, that sings on our praise team. You've heard her testimony, how she was chained by drugs, lost her children, lost everything, chained. 
But she just celebrated five years that her chains had been broken. She stood on this platform just a few months back, shared how her child passed away just a few months ago. I went to their house. I'd never seen anything like it, Pastor Rita. She still had a praise. If she'd have still been bound, she wouldn't have had a praise. Do you hear me? What's got you chained? So that word foundation, what come to my mind this morning was, she didn't have just a, ah, I raised my hand for salvation because I don't want to go to hell. She was so chained that that alone, Pastor Rita, wouldn't have broke that chain. The foundation of her was shook. And that's our problem today. This ain't Brill Cream, a little dab of do you. You liked that, didn't you? You need your foundation shaken. You need somebody to stand and tell you the truth. That sin will destroy you. That addiction, whatever, you may feel like you can handle it now, but sooner or later it'll bite your hind in. You need to hear me. But today you got an option. Everyone, everyone, everyone in that prison was set free by the chain reaction that started by Paul and Silas. Chains, chains of drugs need to be broken. Chains of alcohol need to be broken. Chains of low self-esteem, which it's in the house this morning, need to be broken. Chains of fear need to be broken. Sorry, Cindy, I didn't mean to hit you. She got open toe shoes. Go ahead and scream right now. Chains of depression need to be broken. Chains of unforgiveness, this one's a little stubborn, needs to be broken. You get the point? It'll never happen. until you make the choice. Also in the book of Acts, Peter was in prison and an angel showed up and said, get up and arise. That's what you've got to do. You've got to get up and you've got to make a choice. In that prison with Peter, a light shined. Can I tell you that's what's happening right now? There's a light shining on your prison. And that light is the Holy Spirit. And you can listen to it, or you can go the rest of your life being chained up. I think back, and I'm going to try to close. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, that don't mean anything. I'm going to try to close. I think back that the night I was sitting on a bar stool and I turned and I looked at my buddy and I said, I love you, but I ain't coming back. And I made a choice to set that drink down because it was starting to control my life. 
And I set it down and I made a choice in the Odyssey Club and Hepsi Ball. And I stood up and that place was nothing but dark because that's the way the club is. That represented my life was darkness. And when I stepped out on the porch of that Odyssey Club, there was a light. And I drove from there to Enterprise, pulled in the church parking lot, had no idea they were having a revival, slipped in the back door, took the best 12-step program you could ever take, 12 steps to an altar, knelt down, got up, went down as a beggar, got up as a child of God, and I'm telling you, I made a choice. I called my friend that night. When I got home, I called him that night. Back then, we had phones like this. You know what I'm talking about? And I called him. We had a party line. I had to make sure everybody in the neighborhood wasn't listening. And I said, listen, I got saved tonight. I give my life to Christ. I love you, but I'm done. And I'm not coming back. And I never went back, not being perfect, but I made a choice. And it not only affected me, but it's affected my family and thousands of people around me. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The question is, is it well with your soul? Do you know the Lord? I'm not asking you if you believe in God. I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. I'm asking you, is it well? The only way it can be well is if you acknowledge that He's the Lord, He's the Savior, and we repent. And we ask Christ to forgive us of our sins. I'm not going to come to anyone here this morning, but if you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior, I want you to know that if death knocked on your door today, heaven would not be your home. I don't mean to insult, to offend. I want to give you the absolute truth. Jesus said there is no other way. No other way. So right where you're at, nobody's going to come to you. We're not going to drag you down here. We're not going to embarrass you. There's nothing embarrassing about it. But if you're here today and you have not prayed and asked Christ to forgive you of your hand, your sins and would like to, would you slip your hand up? Is there one just quickly? Don't be ashamed. If you feel the Spirit of the Lord tugging, would you slip your hand up this morning? Slip your hand up. Slip your hand up high. Is there one? Is there one? Sometimes I tarry. Is the Lord dealing with you? Is He touching your heart? Is He touching your heart? And if you're here this morning and the message, and you've realized the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, there's a chain in your life and that chain needs to be broken and you believe that chain has been broken slip your hand up slip your hand up all over the building all over the building all over the building all over the building can we give God a great hand can we do that thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast